Janae is back. Woohoo! Yeehaw! First, I hope you liked the, her other one. Yeah. Her other episode. And we are very pleased to share her other story that she was willing to share with us about her adoption story. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's really all you can say. You can't tell yeah. any part of it. You just have to listen to it because it's like you have to listen to the end. Yeah. Because the end, it gets real nuts. Right. Just everything she processed, went through, thought. There's a real game changer at the end. And so. I don't know if it'll actually help people, but I just think it's a cool story. I don't know. Do it's you just like life. Life is unexpected. And messy. just how we understand it and try to process it. You just never know what's going to come at you. So. so true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I don't. I was just trying to think if there's anything I like specifically gained from it for me. But it was just like, I just felt like I got to be in awe of someone who's gone through a lot. Um, not just her, but like everyone involved in her story. Yeah. It was just, I just felt inspired. <laughs> just go listen to it. I mean, just don't pause it. Stay in your car. Keep listening. Keep working out. You go, girl. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay. Okay. Cue music. This is a brave space. Okay, so you were adopted. Correct. How old were you when you were adopted? I was a baby. I was, oh man, a few weeks old. I was, I was there, but I don't remember. Right. Uh, (laughs) I don't remember when I was a few weeks old either. (laughs) Surprisingly It's weird, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was in foster care for a little bit. Um, Just a foster family kept me and took care of me until my adopted parents could. And where was this? In Utah? Or? I was adopted um, from Washington State. Okay. Were you fostered in yeah okay, Washington, Washington as well. and then yeah. yeah and then yep and then my parents so I don't know if there was like trouble with the paperwork or delay you know just but oh, gotcha. then they got me a little bit later so so your parents lived here or in Washington they lived here okay my got parents it. now live here my my bio my bio mom lives in Washington okay you're one of multiple kids who yes. are adopted yeah there are six kids in my family so my parents adopted six of us are really, any of really them colorful. siblings. My two oldest, so my oldest sister and my oldest brother are half siblings. Okay. And then the rest of us aren't biologically related. So. And you said it's Very a colorful, colorful family. Yeah, so yeah. So my oldest sister is white and she, her husband's Asian. <laughs> my next brother is white. He's not married. My next brother is half black and he married a girl who's um, Samoan and Chinese. And then my next brother is Filipino and Armenian and he married a girl from the Marshall Islands. And then there's me, and I'm half black, and my husband's Caucasian. And then my little sister is half black, and she's not married. That so is a lot of color. I know. That's fun. Yeah. So I, don't I think. Know. Is it fun? My hu- yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it exactly. seems like it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we joke that my little sister has to marry someone who's full black or what other nationality we just we kind of joke around about it like, you've got it all you've got to marry someone who's yeah <laughs> who's got this better. ethnicity yeah. because they're not in the family so I think that I know people ask me all the time they're like what's it like being adopted like what's it like not being adopted yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, this is my experience <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it was my experience it was it was good though we were part of this my parents tried to be 
really conscious of introducing us to our roots and you know wanted wanted us to know those of us who had african-american in us just where we came from and so we were part of this it was called black awareness club i don't think it exists today but there were a lot of other families who had adopted black children who were part of this and so we got together and we played and we had a little choir and um and just learned about you know different foods and just culture Mm -hmm. the culture of it so it was it was nice to be involved and those were really the only other families that like we knew who had like black children well it's utah yeah just so many white people growing yep growing (laughs) up well in utah county especially yeah so it's pretty pretty saturated with caucasians (laughs) which isn't a bad thing but but i always i i knew that i was different growing up and i always noticed and still to this day it affects me but i noticed when someone black walks in the room or someone has like really curly hair. I, I noticed that when I was younger, mm. I'd say, mom, look, that girl has my hair or right, they've got skin like me. It was both my parents are, are white. And so it was, it was just something that was always on my mind. Mm. And, but I think that it helped having the, the four of us that are the four youngest, I think it helped having all of us of color of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think it would be a lot harder if all my siblings were were Caucasian. So it was nice to have others that looked like me because in my neighborhood and in my school, you know, I there were like three black people in my school. So it was just it wasn't it was just different in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. So when I went to because I played volleyball growing up and I went to I went to Georgia two oh. times and I felt so at home, so at home. I was the only black person on my team. But when we rode the, the subway around, I was like, you white girls stick out so much. <laughs> and I'm the one, I'm the one that felt, that felt at home because I was among other, other black people. So did you feel, uh, first let me say, if we say, ask anything like inappropriate or just correct us. Okay. So we like, <laughs> I'm always, good. sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that's the right way to ask that. So just no, let me know. Fine. So I know yeah. in the future, did you feel like other than or like you didn't fit in that you didn't have a community like in a little bit yeah i don't a know bit. the well, fact that you'd always notice i think that's interesting yeah well i just i just felt different right like i my hair was different than everyone else's like why couldn't my hair be straight mom like why yeah and so i just i don't know if i i think i felt more i felt different because of my skin color and because of the way that my family was treated, but I don't think I felt less than as a result of that. I think more so because I was adopted is why I felt less than, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So because, right, I had these thoughts of who, like, who could give me up, right? And why would they? And because my, you know, my adoption was closed, so I didn't have any information about my birth parents, so I didn't, I didn't know the reasons why, and what was going on, and if they, you know, if they loved or cared about me, or even wanted me, right, it was, I didn't know any of that, and so I created my own thoughts, and they were always unhealthy, (laughs) so. That happens a lot. Yeah, right? It's funny how that works. Those stories that we tell ourselves. They feel so true. Yeah. Yeah. In our eyes, they are, right? Until someone slaps us in the face and is like, nope, that's simply a chapter. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the ending. How did your parents handle these questions and concerns? 
about being adopted or yeah or just like you're you're like mom that girl has curly yeah. hair she i mean my parents have always been super open like yeah she has like that is so cool they've always just been super open and willing to you know to talk about things we always knew that we were adopted from the get go first of all because of our skin color and what you know it was different but um but yeah we just it, adoption was something that we didn't tiptoe around it was just a part of who we were and and a part of our family because my my parents couldn't have kids they couldn't have biological kids they knew that they wanted to adopt and my my mom she she saw a family with with a little black kid and before she even adopted any and was like Lynn to my dad like we're gonna get we're gonna have kids like that Hmm. like that's just like she just felt so inspired or drawn to to that but I honestly think I mean, and believe that I'm in the family that I was meant to be in and hmm. it just kind of worked out the way, the way that it did. So, yeah. That's cool. They're so open about it and willing to talk oh, about yeah. it instead of like. Yeah. They've always been like that. Even when, even when we've, cause we've since all not, well, let's see. Yeah. All of us have found our birth families. Hmm. They've been real supportive. That's cool. Of that. Do you have any thoughts or opinions about like interracial adoption that do you because I've heard it from some people mm, it's almost like a kind of a popular thing yeah <laughs> it's so true and and there's a lot of <laughs> things so that come funny. along with it that people yeah. maybe don't necessarily realize yeah um this is just coming from we talked to a friend who adopted and she said she decided that they didn't want to have an interracial adoption because of certain things that they weren't ready to deal with or I don't know I guess there's just certain issues that can come up yeah I'm not sure how much any of this is true I'm just asking what well I think I mean in my opinion so back let's see 31 years ago because that's how old I am back then when my before my parents even adopted my brother well my two older brothers have African-American in them as well but my mom's sister was completely against it she's like you right? Like you, you can't adopt black. It's like, what are people going to say? Like, how's that going to look? She, she was not okay with it at all. And so there was, there was definitely, um, you know, racism and judging and things going on before my parents had even adopted, but my mom didn't care. She's like, those are, those are our kids. And, you know, we, we want to be able to build and, and have a family and this is how we feel is possible. And it might've been too, I think back then it was, a lot easier to adopt black children well me I'm just assuming because we were actually considered special needs because of our skin color isn't that crazy yeah even though there wasn't anything mentally physically wrong with us we weren't you know our our birth parents didn't you know use drugs when they were pregnant with us but we were considered special needs because of our skin color and so as a result of that, there was a higher need. We need for people to adopt these black children. Oh my gosh. Um, this is in the like 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That seems so recent. So That's yeah. Scary. So it's kind of crazy. I don't know <coughs> how much of that is still true or happening today necessarily, but that's what it was like back then. And so there mm. was a lot of stigma around. You were special needs. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right. Interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. Thank goodness we can learn and grow as humans. Yeah. That's hopefully embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. So you're, I, don't, I don't know if that answered your question or not. Well, I just wonder what it, your opinion is now, maybe, yeah. on interracial adoption. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to it just because of my experience. Right. My experience was... Really positive. Yeah, was really positive And, you know, I'm happy that I'm in the family that I am. I think that if you do interracial adoption, that you shouldn't just adopt one one child. If you're going to adopt, you know, a black child from Africa or just a black child in general, that you should at least adopt two so that they have that connection in that community, especially if you're living in a place that's so saturated with white people. (laughs) Or just like a different, just some, a place where you'd stand out. Yeah. Yeah. If it isn't just white people. Exactly. That way, like if you don't fit in anywhere else, at least you do at home type thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm Because that's what we had. Even when we weren't necessarily accepted in the community and things like that, we we always had our home to mm. go back to. So so how did you feel like you weren't accepted in your community, your whole family? Like- yeah, well, I mean, the, we were, we'd walk in a room, we were always the people, the family that people stared at, right? We'd, wow. we'd get the looks and not because there were lots of us, but because we all looked so different and, or I'd show pictures to friends or parents of friends and oh is that your oh we want to see your family like here's my, that's your family yeah they are like they like none of you look the same that's so odd and there was we had a family growing up that wouldn't let us play with them because of our skin color and oh, you know and things like that and so there were just I felt like my brothers <laughs> would come home they came home on multiple occasions just saying they'd gotten pulled over by the cops again because of nothing specific like they weren't speeding or this or that but they were just checked for things and you know at one point my brother had cornrows in his hair and so he's this black kid that has cornrows that is living in you know Pleasant Grove like whoa that's that's something that's you know we don't see a lot of and so who is this guy is he from out of town what Hmm. does he live here so I just felt like growing up we we were treated a lot differently because we looked different and we weren't the typical the typical family, I think, but I think that that's changed a lot, and there are a lot of families that are adopting interracial kids that, and so I don't think there's as big of a stigma around looking a certain way and whatnot. I think it's, I think times have have changed more so, but than well, what even used to with be. Lisa, like she has two redheaded kids, a blonde and a brown hair kid, and people would be like are these all from the same dad or like people just yeah. why are you asking these questions you don't it's need so to know it's like, so funny just... well my son even my son uh, right my son has really curly hair like me really but he's so cute. blonde and <laughs> yeah. I have dark dark hair and people ask me all the time if I adopted him or if he's mine are you sure what do you mean am I sure <laughs> they ask you if you're sure I had one person ask me Oh, is he yours? Yeah, he is. Are you Are you sure? Did you hear my question correctly? Like, <laughs> You're like, oh wait, you um, know what? I'm not sure. Pretty I sure. I didn't shove him out of pretty my sure, batch. Pretty sure no. I was there when it all happened, but... That's a really good question. I haven't thought about this before. Yeah. <laughs> oh so my gosh. So it's funny, right? Even he's my biological kid, but it's so funny the people, the things that people ask. And it's people you don't and know. <laughs> like, it's just, just don't, don't, don't. So, and if you do, then and realize you're dumb, apologize. Because <laughs> I'm sure I've asked <laughs> dumb questions. I know, I, I know, I've asked dumb questions. Maybe not like that though. I've never asked someone if they're sure their kid is theirs. We all make mistakes. I think. I agree. I think we can. Ap- 
usually people are pretty forgiving if you realize like oh that was really dumb yeah <laughs> like me t- yeah. telling you that your kid is crappy on the last podcast like, but yeah. i what didn't mean it like you know what i mean like we just always say crap that yeah. we don't mean and yeah to give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. but exactly. even like with parker so parker was a surprise and so people <laughs> would always comment on like oh wow you must be busy or wow look how close they are are any of them twins they must someone must be twins in the I wasn't secure in it yet, and yeah. I was still self-conscious about it. Like, so stop. things like that bugged me oh. so much more. And now it's like, yeah, it's whatever. My husband likes me. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's, we just like to talk and try to connect to people, and sometimes it does the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so. People are funny. Oh, for man. sure. I know there's times where, like, I was uh, – like, for example, when I was engaged – I realized people would ask me questions that drove me nuts and I'm sure I asked those same questions. So sometimes like, I just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. It's it's true. And it's it's helpful to be like open. I just laugh about it. Yeah. That's, that's good. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. I, I like retroactively, face palm all the time I'm like oh why did i do that or say that <laughs> yeah, so i hope that you. people just know that i have good intentions i just <laughs> i'm happy for people to incorrect me anyways i just feel like i probably err more on the side of offending people on accident i talk to you a lot do i offend you no but i know you and i can i'm comfortable being like uh, i don't feel like logan's crap but <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> so that's a good relationship but but like a random person it's harder to like stand up for yourself or to be like excuse me uh, (laughs) come again are you sure that's your kid (laughs) yeah are they talking the same dad they are both my children wow that's really interesting yeah people are funny i had someone say once too i was changing river's diaper um my blonde kiddo and like why like whose baby's bubble are you changing (laughs) i'm like my own why would i be changing someone's some random person's diaper yeah I just found this kid and yeah. I was like, hmm, I need a diaper Soggy change. diaper. Like, oh my gosh, whose kid is that? <laughs> like, mine? I want to change your diaper. <laughs> yeah. Like, as I'm on the floor, like, changing his bum. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah. just laugh about it. Wow. <laughs> Yay. We're all, we're all learning. We're human. Yeah, we are. Okay. We are. It's a For learning sure. process. Does the adoption story get crazier with you? It was a closed adoption. Yes. And you decided you wanted to find your birth mom or yes. birth dad. Or- yeah, um, birth parents in general. So I, I grew up just wanting I always wanted to know more about my birth family even just something small like if I just knew birth parents names or something but then that they had passed like obviously that would have been very sad but I felt like that would have been cool closure for me to have but yeah I didn't have (laughs) hardly any information I knew where I was adopted from but that was it when I so I guess let me back up a little bit when I was in high school my parents gave me this letter they well, they wanted to make sure that I was in a place, well, that I was old enough to understand it. And But they gave me this letter from my birth mom that she had written me when I was a baby, just explaining the situation. She had been um, raped. So she talks about, you know, I had been attacked and, and this is what happened. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know the guy, but I hope that you know, you know, that I care about you and I, and I wish that I, that I could have raised you. She was 17 at the time and so really young, but she just, she wrote down her thoughts and feelings in this, in this letter. And now I can, you know, look at that and man, that was such a wonderful thing that she did at the time. (laughs) That's where I think more of the mean, mean girl thoughts started because I thought, 
oh okay so i'm a product of rape that's disgusting how could something wonderful come from something so awful Hmm. like oh like that's that's horrible Did it um, make you feel like you were horrible oh yeah definitely oh, wow. yeah that I was horrible that I was that I was gross like well no wonder she didn't want me like I wouldn't oh, want to be reminded of yeah. that either oh, and gosh, wow. right and so and I was in high school and so that's a pretty fragile time I think in, yeah in in people's lives and trying to figure out and build their identity and who they are and what they want to be and what they want to do and so it was really it was really hard on me for a while and and I thought I wasn't good enough and you know that steamrolled into a lot of areas in my life but I was able to do a lot of my own therapy I did Santre I did was able to work on some of my own healing and that I'm in a lot better place now obviously then I so I had wanted to search for my birth mom so in regards to my birth father I didn't know if I wanted to know who he was if I wanted a relationship with him I didn't know if he was going to be in prison for his whole life or if he had changed things around and was married and had a family. I just, I didn't know. And so I was like, oh, this guy's a monster. <laughs> Basically, I'm like, what what type of person does this to a 17-year-old? It was hard for me to understand um, at the time. So I wanted to search for my birth mom and find any information that I could about her. Growing up, I hated when people would say, you look so much like your dad, or you've got your mom's eyes, or oh, your smile is just like your dad. You've got those dimples or whatever. I didn't have any of that information and little things like that bugged, bugged me so bad. So I just wanted anything that I could get any information at all from, from my birth family. I just felt like I was missing and lacking something in with that. I tried doing searching, but nothing came up. The adoption agency didn't have information or they couldn't pass information along because it was closed. And so when I went to, when I was in grad school, uh, my husband and I went to Texas for grad school. In Washington, where I was born, they actually passed a law where it said if you were if you were adopted in the state of Washington and you were born, you know, before a certain time, you could request a copy of your original birth certificate which is huge Whoa. because I don't know if you guys know, but one, yeah, once you're adopted, they seal your original birth certificate and then your birth certificate gets your adoptive parents' names placed on it. And that is your birth certificate. Wow. They, so I filled out all the paperwork, sent in the information and got a copy of my original birth certificate. And I was ecstatic. It was crazy. Like it came in the mail and <laughs> Miles and I were like, okay, are we ready to open it? Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was so cool. I had my birth mom's name. I had her age. I had the address that she lived at when I was born. Oh my gosh. Like all of this information that I didn't have before. And it was so relieving. So immediately, of course, we have to Google and look her up. Of course. Um, <laughs> and so we did tons of searching and I found someone on Facebook that had her name that lived in Washington. But at the same time, I'm like, she's 17. The name that we have is her maiden name. Is this, oh, has yeah. she been married? Is she, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the same, if this is the same girl or not. But I did know that um, my birth mom was LDS. That was something we did know because I was adopted through LDS Family Services back when they did adoptions. And so I did know that she was LDS. 
so I just creeped on this girl's Facebook. Uh, <laughs> we I guess all woman, do it. I guess woman. <laughs> this woman now, this woman's Facebook. And she had her same name, lived in Washington, like I said. And I found that, uh, of course, as I, was, as I was creeping, that one of her grandparents had passed away. And so I, d- you know, dug a little further and looked on find a grave and some other things and found out found their what's it called obituary yeah Mm -hmm. so her grandparents obituary and it talked about uh this grandparent being a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints so i was like oh and she's lds okay Mm -hmm. so i'm like this may or may not be birth mom but she had made a name still so she wasn't married so i reached out and i messaged her um yeah how did that conversation go right well miles my husband he's so dumb I mean, I love you, um, <laughs> but he, he had suggested, he's like, why don't we just show up? Like, let's just go. And I'm like, mm, I don't think that would be a good idea. Like, I don't know if she wants to know about me. Like just showing up on someone's doorstep. I think you might be my birth mom. Yeah. Probably wouldn't go over very well. So I'm like, we'll just, we'll just message each other. So I was so smart and, you know, creative <laughs> that I pretended to be someone else <laughs> and basically I just I hey asking for a friend yada yada you know because I was nervous and I didn't want to be like I think you might be my birth mom but I just said hey did you I'm asking for a friend you know just trying to find birth family did you happen to place a baby for adoption that's all I said didn't hear back okay well either this is her and she doesn't want anything to do with me or she just doesn't didn't get the message or what I, I didn't know I didn't ever find anyone else that matched her close enough so I kind of just went on for the next few months with school and I remember the day it was back in November she messaged me and she said yes I did and I freaked out later I mean this is just whatever it's not really important but she said she basically said she didn't get the message because I guess on Facebook it does something really weird when you're not friends oh yeah it like puts your message in this weird inbox that you don't like always you have see. to accept it or something. Yeah, it's kind of funky. Huh. So that's so that's what happened. So it's not like she was ignoring me. She's just, I didn't get this message for months. And then when she saw it, she was like, yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I just, you know, I had to be sure. So <laughs> I was born on April 6th. I, like I said, my birth mom um, had been raped and she'd written me a letter about it. I, as a baby, was wrapped up in this blanket that she had made that said, you're someone special. Like there were all these little things. I said, well, can you tell me more? more about that that baby that you placed and she's like well I placed a little baby girl she was born on April 6th I'm like that's my birthday Stop. but still right in my yeah. mind I'm like but it could not be her right <laughs> so it really I was just terrified because I knew it was like, her what does this but mean? I'm yeah, yeah exactly yeah. what does this mean for me and <laughs> yeah I was in school to be a social worker and so I'm like I've got all the skills oh no they all those skills went out the window <laughs> first. I'm like yeah what do I do and so I was like, oh, okay, you know, just asking her more questions. And she's like, yeah, and, you know, I had been attacked and, and you know, I, I made her a little blanket. I said, you're someone special. Like all of these little things that oh. no one else would know, yeah. wow. she knew. And so I finally said, uh, I think you might be my birth mom. And, and you know, I mustered up the courage to say that. And, and she said, I knew that you were, that you were her. I knew that you were the girl that I'd placed for adoption, but I could tell that you weren't comfortable. I respected that and wanted to answer your questions. But she's like, the second I saw your picture, Aww. she's like, that's her. Aww. So it was really cool. Of course, we were all like, ah, 
like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and I was really happy because she was happy because she, her whole entire life, well, the life that I was born, <laughs> um, the whole entire how, time, the whole entire time that, that I was born, point? I was, oh gosh, I was like five, four years ago. So how old was that? 27. 27? Okay. So for all this time, she was hoping that I would find her because like it was closed on her end too so she didn't know and that's a lot of years to yeah, be hoping to f- yeah. find you and and she I, f- I found out I've got two half siblings on that side and and they just they always knew about their older sister mm-hmm. and I found out that they celebrated my birthday every year like it was a holiday oh my god and that her whole entire family knew of me and she didn't keep it a secret even though she was raped Cause that was one thing I asked her. I said, did your family know about me? Like, how did that, how did that go about? And she's like, they all knew about you. And she basically put her, put her life on hold to have me. And she wanted to be able to do dance, but because she got pregnant, some of those opportunities passed and she wasn't able to do some of the things that she wanted to in life as a result of it. I, of course, like, oh man, I feel so guilty now, but Obviously, it was her choice, but she, all of the, I did a lot of healing before I I met her with myself and my adoption and just, you know, I I am of worth and I'm I'm a good person and and things like that. But then being able to find her and hear her story really reaffirmed all of that. Hmm. Like, wow, she really could have aborted me (laughs) easily. She didn't have to, you know, give up some of her dreams to give birth to me and then place me for adoption like she was getting no baby right and and yet she was selfless and and so it made me look at at everything so differently because she really did care so much and I had no idea until I was able to hear her side of it that's really powerful (laughs) well to be able to put herself in that position having yeah, gone through that traumatic right? experience to be like no I'm gonna like overcome exactly this right because wow. that's because that's a scary thing yeah like no one oh, no one yeah. wants to be able to experience that it was cool because she she showed me true resilience in just in all of that because after she started after she had me and and placed me for adoption she started working for a place and was an advocate for other women who had been who had been abused So she just, she really took it and used it for good and to change her life around. And she wasn't, I mean, she of course went to therapy and did her own healing, but it was, it was awesome. (laughs) She's just really empowering. And I feel like not to like toot my own horn because that sounds so bad, but I'm like, oh, like it's nice knowing that I think I get those qualities from her. So it was just fun finding I mean, yeah, you're like that I wasn't got fun. my resiliency yes. from my mom. Yeah, and just to yeah, like finding that stuff out. And she played volleyball, what? which is so big. I mean, I like I said, I went to That's college awesome. for it. That's neat. So she played volleyball, and it was cool finding out little things like that that I had no idea about. Wow, like you so. still were connected for 27 years, even though you never knew. Yeah, anything yeah. about her. Never knew. So that was oh my gosh, that was so nice. And so I got to after that, I got facebook invite and instagram invite from (laughs) every single family member (laughs) oh man so it was super it was super overwhelming getting aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and things adding me and you know wanting to know more about me her name's danielle my birth mom danielle's been super super supportive and 
and respectful of my boundaries, which is really nice because I think that's something with, with adoptions that you never know which way it's going to go. Um, you know, and one person may be really, really into the relationship and wanting to be closer than the other, but she's, she's always been really respectful and I'll be whatever role you want me to be. I'm just, if anything, me finding her and her being able to learn about how I'm doing in my life just reaffirmed that, you know, the decision she made that long ago was, was the decision she needed to make. And I think it's interesting that the story you were telling yourself when you found out that you, that she was raped is that I am whatever you said that I'm worthless or I'm awful. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. But then hearing her side, you're like, wow, like wow. she worked so hard so that yeah. I can have my life yeah. and do something exactly. because you are of worth. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting it totally that you can things. twist that oh, exactly. either way. Yeah. Don't let someone's actions define who you are. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I learned a lot about myself <laughs> as a result of all that. So that was That's cool. Much. Right. Like, yes, found my birth mom and we still talk. We still talk to this day. I've yet to meet her. Um, but hoping to, hoping to soon. So my sister and I are planning a trip up to Seattle area in April just to visit and go on vacation cool. and we're hoping to get together with my birth family. So, wow. so what boundaries have you set with them? I think that's something that still trying to figure out. So obviously we, we still talk, we talk on the phone. We've, you know, we mess each other through social media and things like that. I'm a lot more comfortable talking and accepting my siblings as siblings if that makes sense but I'm still I'm still trying to figure out and navigate what Danielle is to me because <laughs> I'm like I already have a mom yeah. yeah but I'm like she is my birth mom but I'm not gonna call her mom that just doesn't fit uh-huh. um but then I'm like do I tell people she's my birth mom or do I tell people she's just like a close family friend's She's like, I, like, I'm not entirely sure. And, and we've talked about this, Danielle and I have, and she's like, oh, like I said, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just happy that, that you're happy. I wow. think I'm really lucky because some people, <laughs> some people might not have that. And, and I've worked in adoption agencies before and, you know, some, some parents are like, yeah, like, welcome back to the family. Like, yes. Yeah. When this kid's like, I've lived my whole life without you like what do you mean like this is this is weird for me and Hmm. so it's just interesting as far as boundaries nothing super crazy or you know has really come up she hasn't been disrespectful at all which I'm really happy about well it's only been four years you said so that's yeah it's gonna take a long time to probably figure out true one thing I did say because she said can I send you something for your birthday and and I said you're more than welcome to send me stuff she she also like she sent stuff out because she became a grandma when I had kids does she she feel like that to you like are you okay she feels yeah she feels like a grandma and so and and I'm fine with her feeling that so she sent out clothes you know and and toys and things to to my boy when I first had him my first one but I said I said you're more than welcome to send me stuff but I'm not quite comfortable sending sending you guys stuff so I I hope that that that's okay but I'm not gonna stop you from from wanting to do or send something and she was perfectly fine with that so I'm like oh if I if I start sending a gift now that means I have to do it every year and what does that mean and so it's still stuff that I'm trying to figure out but that's cool you're aware of that and not just doing stuff because you feel like you have to but you're doing what you want and feel comfortable with and same with her and she's yeah 
totally fine with that, which yeah. I don't think that would be normal. I They'd know. be like insecure and be like, wait, yeah, exactly, like the attachment, right? like ang- anxious or like yeah. <laughs> avoid it and be like, fine. And I almost, you. <laughs> you I know? know, and it's kind of a weird thing to think about, but I think that what she went through is almost, hmm, this sounds bad, but it was almost a blessing because she had to do a lot of her own work. And I think that if she hadn't have done that, she probably wouldn't be in a place to hear those things from me. Like, yeah. I'm not okay sending gifts or she probably would have gotten a lot more hurt if she hadn't done some of her like own healing. More self-aware yeah. Like yeah, that. exactly. So wow. maybe it was kind of a bittersweet thing. I'm not happy that it happened. Maybe like a right. silver lining. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Things like that where I'm like, uh, that was really hard and I wouldn't ever want to do that again. Or tell someone else that they should yes. go through that. Yeah. Yes. But, but there's maybe a reason. Yeah. Yes. But I've learned so much. And yeah. That's made how me I feel about I my divorce. Like I would yeah. never... I would never choose it again, but I would never take it away. Yeah. Like I'd never be like, yeah, yeah. let's do that again. Let's get married and <laughs> be miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I am so happy with who I am now. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. We never wish for those things to happen. It's not like we're praying like, give us a challenge <laughs> that's going to really break me down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we need them. It's true. In whatever form they come in. It's true. Did you try to find your dad or? So, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. So I had this before. Was this before? Yes. So this was before I found my birth mom, I believe. There's this guy that I know that he's kind of an adoption search angel. He loves adoption and he loves helping people connect their DNA, you know, to birth families. I would you know, filled out a DNA kit and put it on ancestry and and all of that. And I had connected with, and I had all my birth mom's connections, but nothing on bio dad. And at this point I was like, I'm not ever going to know who he is. She told me the story. I said, did you know my birth father? And she's like, no, like he was, I didn't know his name. He was just a random guy. Like I knew nothing about him. So she had no information either. All she said was that she said he did have a ring on his finger. And so it seemed as though he was married. So he was an older guy, maybe like 30s. She said well, she was like 17. So I'm like, oh wow. my gosh. So this guy's like, what? In his like 60s now? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Ugh. The so anyway. is it hard in for you head. to talk about that? Like think N- about Danielle going through that? Not so much now. <laughs> it's funny because when she told me the story, when she told me what happened, she stopped and said, Janine, are you okay with this? And, <laughs> and I was like, are you okay with this? <laughs> like you're the one that experienced this. And yet she stopped to make sure that I was okay hearing wow. what happened. I'm like, I'm fine. Like, it's <laughs> I hope you're okay. And you're not, yeah. you know, reliving it. It's, mm-hmm. it, I think that again, if, if I hadn't prepped myself and done a lot of my own work, it probably would have been a different story. Mm-hmm. It was, it was good information to have. I'm like, man, you really have been through a lot and like superwoman. Just the thought of my, yeah, the thought of my birth father, I was like, ugh, like he really is like a sleaze bag. Fast forward to six months ago. I'm pregnant with my second. I'm 40 weeks pregnant with my second baby. Yeah. So you can imagine hormones are already crazy. And this guy, it was funny because I had just, (laughs) I had just ended that so I'd mentioned to you guys earlier about that therapy training that I went to. Oh, yeah. Um, it was the last day of this training. So I had done a whole weekend's work. 
Like I was doing my own therapy this whole entire weekend. I was exhausted, right? Emotionally. I'm like, okay, I can't handle anything else. <laughs> Plus I'm 40 weeks pregnant. Yeah. So then this guy, this search angel friend calls me and says, Janae, so we, you connected with some people on Ancestry or someone on Ancestry. And I'm like, yeah, I connected with my birth mom already. Like I know we connected a few years ago. And he said, no, um, you've connected with your birth father. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I was completely shocked. I was driving home, like on the phone with him. Are you sure about that? <laughs> and and he's like, and I know, because he was familiar with with the situation, and he's like, I know what I know what happened. So I don't know if you want to go in and make your account private, because if you do that, you know, people, you know, they can't see your information and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, when I get home. Like, I want to do that because I, I just, I needed time to process and like, I don't want this guy seeing all my stuff and I don't know anything about him. So I get home, I tell my husband about it and I like, I'm pulling it up and I have already have a message from him. So he's already seen that we're linked as it's like 99.9% parent child relationship. Wow. Whoa. And so I'm like, so I pull up the message and, and it says like, Hey Janae, you know, this, this, I see that we're matched as parent and child. And all of this information comes as a complete shock to me. I welcome this news and, you know, again, like, I don't know how this could have happened, but I, you know, I hope that, you know, we can like get to know one another kind of thing. What? And <laughs> I was livid. All of the, right. Again, like attachment wounds, like coming up for me. Like, you don't remember raping a 17-year-old girl? What do you mean? Like, all of these things. Like, how dare you? Oh, my gosh. Who are you? That's pretty ballsy to say that you don't know how this could have happened. Yeah. So I was just, I was. That's shocking. Yeah. I was so mad. So I reached out to my birth mom immediately. I I didn't respond to him. I reached out to my birth mom. And it's like, Danielle, you'll never guess what happened. I just matched with my birth father on Ancestry. And so her and I are talking. We're, we, we had friends over for a game night. Why all of this is happening, right? Like, <laughs> I like had this training. <laughs> I'm emotionally spent on the ride home. I get this call about matching with my birth father. But I, like, we had friends that were over at the house waiting for me, like, playing for a game night. Oh, my gosh. I'm not invested in game You're night not at all. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm on my phone messaging Danielle, telling her everything. There was this guy named, and I can, I mean, I can tell everyone now. There's this guy named, his name, his name was Mobley, his last name on the, on Ancestry. So I'm talking to her about it and she's like, that is crazy. Like, how are you feeling? And, you know, we're just kind of going back and forth. And she said, can you tell me his name so that I can have closure? Because she didn't know that. And I said, yeah, like, of course. And so I told her and she's like, you need to call me right away. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) like what do you what do you mean i need to call you my stomach is like twisting right i I don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) i didn't didn't either all again all the thoughts going through my mind and she's like that's not the guy who attacked me i'm like what so then i'm livid at her so i'm like she made it all up Hmm. she did it did it really happen Uh did she know the guy like all along and like was just playing me like what and so, of course, emotional. <laughs> and I call her and I'm like, please tell me like, just what is going on. <laughs> yeah. I need to know what is going on. 
And she said, Janae, no, I was, she's like, I was raped. That's not the guy who raped me. And I said, again, you need to tell me. (laughs) Please clarify. What is Uh. going on? Because I'm lost. She said, two weeks before I was raped, there was a group of Navy sailors that ported in Seattle. Her and a friend um, toured a bunch of sailors around around the town, and one of them with the name Mobley. She didn't know his first name, but knew it was Mobley because of his uniform. They had a one-night stand. She goes about her life. He gets back on the ship, goes about his life. They don't exchange any information, and they just go on living for the next 30 years. And two weeks later, she was raped. She finds out she was pregnant, assumes it was a result of the rape. Oh, wow. And goes on believing <laughs> Holy cow. that all of that happened <sighs> because she was raped. So, <laughs> oh my so gosh. <laughs> just, just saying it, like my mind is still, I'm still trying to process it. And it happened six months ago. <gasps> it... <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's ridiculous. So I, of course, I'm like, oh, whoa. That like changes your identity. Exactly. <laughs> it changes everything. Yeah. And if anything, it was healing for her because she thought that, right, that she had gotten pregnant as a result of a rape and, and, and that was hard, but, you know, she did her best to, to change her life around and things like that, but it was still hard. So knowing that was healing in and of itself and not that it changes the fact that she got raped yeah but yeah maybe it was a little bit more of her choice exactly yeah that exactly you came about. Mm-hmm. and and probably even more glad that she kept you yeah but she, exactly I mean, she was going to anyways but like yeah so like, my, i'm so glad i did <laughs> i know anyways. i know so i'm like there's me needing to be sure i'm like is this not just something else you made up like <laughs> come on like that's you like keep, what are the odds what are the yeah. odds of that happening yeah. and like how has this not so been I'm, addressed yeah, before because like, hmm, she just didn't think it like one night stand whatever she you know didn't think anything of it I'm like oh what the heck i'm getting all the details from her she's like it was july 4th we rode around in a tan you know a tan car and we did this and that so i'm like oh great like i know i was conceived on july 4th like, that's <laughs> but uh but i'm like it makes sense like nine months later april i was born <laughs> But wow. I reach out, I reach out to him because my Danielle is super open. She's like, you can, she's like, I wonder if he'll still remember me, but you can tell him the story, like tell him what, what I thought. And so I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to talk to him. Like we need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a baby tomorrow, but like, <laughs> seriously. I'm also going to talk to him. But that's something that, that I liked too, is uh, she wasn't like, no, 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 don't tell me about me or don't. She's, she's been very open about everything and, and wanting to to share her story and and make people feel comfortable and so she's like please feel free to I mean he can have my number if he wants to talk or if he needs to you know that's amazing but, um yeah so she's she's awesome and then just giving you the space to heal yeah. and figure oh, yeah. out what you need definitely definitely yeah. so I reached out to him and I told him the story or I was just like um were you ever uh, uh did you ever serve in like the military or he's like yeah I was in the navy and you know and like 1988 or whatever and i'm like okay so that's accurate were you ever in washington he's like yeah i ported in wherever this i'm like okay so that's accurate. july 4th okay i'm like <laughs> <laughs> right and so we're just talking and i'm like this is so weird because my birth mom and i kind of told him a little bit and he's like well that is so crazy he's like i remember her like we toured around like oh we were in this tan cart right and he said wow. and we were with this friend and he said a specific friend's name that 
wow. that he served in this branch of military that my okay. birth mom had mentioned as well. Like this guy Mobley and his friend so-and-so whose name escapes me now, but right there. So their stories matched up and, and I'm like, this is insane because my whole entire life, I thought that my birth father did this and that he was this type of person and, yeah. and come to find out he's, you know, he's Christian and, and a churchgoer and um, he's been married for 25 plus years and, I've got two half sisters on that side who are both in college right now and, and it just, right. And it, it just, it blew my mind and he's and his as well, because he lived his whole life, not knowing that he had another daughter out there come to find out like it. Yeah. It's just, we're all still wow. trying Where to process he it. He lives in DC, DC area. Both Washington areas. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. But yeah, they just, they didn't exchange info and just went on living their lives. Where did their family, what did his family think of all this? So I asked that because I told him, I'm like, have you talked to your family about this? And, and he's like, I plan on telling my wife tonight and, and my, you know, and my parents. And so he told his parents and his wife first, and they were both super supportive because I was nervous too. I didn't know if they would be offended or mad that maybe he was the sailor that slept around or <laughs> right. Like I didn't know what his family's values were, if they even knew that he was doing that sort of thing or what, I don't, I don't know. And then I didn't know what his, like his wife now and things would think, but they're all super supportive. And then he told his daughters um, when they were both in town two weeks later, he wanted to tell them in person and they were both at school. He said that they weren't super excited, but they weren't, like, that's awful. They were just pretty neutral, which um, is understandable. Well, I mean, I mean how do you prepare for that information? Yeah. yeah if like, my dad or mom were to sit way, me down, I'd be like, uh. <laughs> You've got another sister out there that, that <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about till yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> that's wow. going to take some time to process. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't spoken with, with anyone in his family except him. And that's fine. Again, like small talk. Wow. We're like allergic to same things and yeah so just finding out like cool <laughs> wow. little you're like you guys are like that is not cool information no but to me it no, is it, right well, <laughs> it's when you crazy don't, you have the same like similarities between yeah. both of them and you had yeah. no idea yeah well when you don't know so much about where you come from for so long yeah. that would be really cool to be like oh definitely this part of my life makes sense now yeah <laughs> right even if it's just allergies yep you gave yep. this to me <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy <laughs> oh yeah so it's wow. been an adventure. It's been a roller coaster, a positive one for the most part. But my work now has been just trying to figure out what role he'll play. And because my my view of a biological father has been so tainted over the years. Totally. That it's it's almost a little hard for me to accept him. But he's an amazing, he's so nice. He's an amazing guy. So it's weird for me to think like, oh my gosh, my birth father is like, great. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought feel horrible like, things yeah. about you my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're going to need to give me a few years to figure this out. <laughs> so you're still so, projecting that other guy on him. Yeah. At least what Which, you yeah, he yeah, yeah. Mm. What I thought he was exactly, yeah. but he's not that at all. And so, but he'll you're message like, me and I'm like, what? Oh yeah. He's, wait, no, he's a good guy. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're nice. Right. I think. So yeah, wow. it's, it's thrown me off a little and I honestly haven't. Because I am, like I said, six months postpartum and my husband's father just passed away a couple months ago. And so that we've just had a lot to deal with that I honestly like haven't really given myself a chance to process it. But it'll happen. It'll come. You've got time. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys have had a lot going emotional on. Emotional roller coaster. Definitely. Definitely. 
definitely. Wow. So, so yeah, there's the little twist on the story. My family didn't believe it. They're <laughs> like, what? Is that even, you should be on Jerry Springer or <laughs> write your own book or something like documentary because that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it sounds like a movie. Really though, right? Yeah, it does. Like what are the A movie you odds? wouldn't guess the ending. So many movies you know what's <laughs> yeah. happening. No, I know? didn't see, Mo- what's his name? Mo's? Mobley. Mobley coming. Didn't see no, that coming I know, at all. Right? Wow. Kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good yeah. luck processing that. <laughs> Thank <And> like, you. <laughs> we're still processing it. Oh, I don't I even still, know what to ask because yeah. I'm just like, uh-huh. yeah, it's mm-hmm. insane. That's interesting. I I do keep thinking, um, it's interesting that you're a social worker, yeah, and that your birth mom's had to process all of this in her own time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's different for him because he just had no clue. So like he's just start. I mean, I'm sure yeah. he's had things in his life that it's been hard for him to process, but. Like he's totally blindsided by this. Yeah. Yeah. You've known, I don't know. It's just interesting. The different definitely ways you guys have had to. Yeah. He did say what, did, what day was it? It was, it was some holiday. Let's see. It might've been the 4th of July, the anniversary of your conception. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Then. <laughs> it actually might've been, it actually might've been my birthday. So my, I had my, I had my baby in February. My birthday was in April. So just a couple months later and he, cause he messaged me and said, I'd love to like, can I, can I wish you happy birthday? Like this is, and, and he called me something. He called me like baby girl or Hmm. girl or just some, some term of endearment. And it was, I mean, it was fine, but it was a little, I just wasn't used to it. But, um, he was like, sorry, like, that's just, that's just what I call like all my daughters. Hmm. And so I know that he is definitely accepting of it and of course I'm sure he's still trying to process it but it seems like he's very much welcomed the idea that oh I've I've got another daughter out there that I didn't know and he was like I just I want to wish you happy birthday because I like I do that for all my girls it was kind of cool that he wasn't like "Ah, this is so I mean I'm sure he's still thinking this is so insane because it is just that he is so accepting of this instead of being like "Uh, I'm not gonna tell my family yeah you know like yeah He's so not he, embarrassed like, of you. He's yeah. embracing you yeah. and happy to yeah. know you. So he, it was cool. He like called me one of his girls. Yeah. Even though, again, it's still weird because I'm like, I have a dad. So what are you to me? Yeah. Kind of how I feel with Danielle. But it's nice knowing that he's, yeah, he's not against that idea. <laughs> wow. Does it make you feel like a lot of the work you did was for not? I don't know how else to word that. Because so, it was like, what? this wasn't even true. That is so, okay. That is so funny that you bring that up because I talked with my husband about it. Because, <laughs> you know, the smart person that I am, I'm like, anytime I didn't like something about myself, I was like, Shh, totally got that from my birth father. Like, <laughs> that's where that comes from. Like, ugh, like it all makes sense now, right? Yeah. But then literally one of the first things I thought when I found out that he was like a good guy and not who he thought, I was like, crap, I really am messed up. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Or not, yeah. not that, but I'm like, those, oh man, like those are on me. I, just, <laughs> I can't blame that on like him this, anymore. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't have that, <laughs> that nice the buffer. The easy out. Or, yeah. Yes. The easy, the easy out. No, no easy out anymore. Mm. I've got two great biological parents. <laughs> that stand up citizens <laughs> darn it i just use my kids now i'm like right oh, i'm a man. mom i i can't function so so it's funny that you say that because i was like man 
But I think that I don't think the work that I did was all for naught because I really don't think that I would be the person that I am and as confident as I am if I didn't experience and go through what I went through. Yeah. Well, you still went through it, even though it didn't happen the way you thought it did. You still experienced those emotions. Yeah, that was my truth. And that was right at the time. That was that was what I thought had happened. And I guess going back to like silver linings, it. Yeah. Total silver lining in that. And I'm glad that I thought that's what had happened Mm -hmm. because I think it it made me who I needed to be Hmm. and made me ready to hear all of this. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if I hadn't done any healing and then I hear about this hot mess of a story? Yeah. I'd be a hot mess. (laughs) I just want to ask God, like, so why did you need to add that into her life story? Right. Like what would have happened? (laughs) Have you ever seen, I think it's a movie called sliding doors. It's with Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's like when she makes one t- decision versus another decision and it like carries out the, her life oh, cool. in the two different ways and like what would have happened. Huh. Anyways, it's just like so what would have been different about Janae if right? she didn't know that about or she never believed that about her birth father. And Yeah. Um, just interesting to. Yeah. It's interesting right? that that needed to be part of your story for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thought I had was hmm. that's nuts. That's yeah. just a thought. <laughs> that's just nuts. Thanks for sharing that with us. Seriously. Yeah, I'm glad I could. And that's cool that you seem like you're at a, I don't know, like you've done your work yeah. so far. Like oh, you I still love, have. Yeah, definitely. But I love, yeah, yeah. Even, even when I'm a hot mess, I talk about it, but I love sharing my story. And, and like I said in the beginning, adoption has just been a huge part of my life and my family's life that I just, I absolutely love it. So I work in an adoption agency as well. Oh, just, okay. As well as it. like the John Burr yeah. Inc. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I do, um, I do home studies and post adoption visits hmm. with, with families what company? with Wasatch International Adoption. So they're located in Ogden is where their main hub is. And I'm their Utah County social worker. So any families in Utah County that are trying to adopt and they adopt through there or other agencies. Is it private or <coughs> public? That, well, I mean, they adopt Adoption? internationally, yeah, through this through this agency. So it's so. not private. Mm-mm. Okay, I was gonna ask, do you think you would be a social worker if you hadn't? I mean, I guess you don't really know, but like, was that a lot of the work you had to do as a teenager was related to your birth father and yeah. your belief about him? Yeah, that was a lot of it, for sure, and just yeah, just who my belief in myself because I think it stem yeah it stemmed from that. But as far as social worker I knew that I just wanted a job that was helping people and I didn't want just a desk job where I wasn't interacting and I wasn't doing you know anything with anyone I've I've always just I love helping people and I love being able to try and inspire and empower people in their own abilities whatever they may be I think social work just found me because I I went to school for physical therapy but then switched because it just didn't it didn't work out with volleyball and I had a scholarship and volleyball was paying for school. So I kind of had to, <laughs> had to switch things around and, and someone came um, and talked about the social work program in one of my classes and just really got me interested that I took an intro to social work class and fell in love and switched things and haven't regretted it since. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of fell, fell into place. But I think a lot of my experience has definitely helped pave the way for that for sure. I feel like often people are like, I was trying to go this way, but it just wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, for whatever reason, you were just a good fit for this. And I hope so. 
helping. No, you definitely are. <laughs> yeah. When you were just saying like, I like empowering, inspiring people. I'm like, yeah, definitely. I feel that walking away from this oh, two hour conversation. That means a lot. Thanks. Yeah. I mean it. Yeah. You're just easy to talk to. Yeah. Which is a r- really huge quality. Just like very easily. can trust you very easily. Yeah. Good. I love that. That's how I want. Not that you guys are my clients, but that's how I want. <laughs> but maybe a my, little bit tonight. <laughs> that's how, that's how I want all my clients to feel though. Cause I, I've gotten so much from my clients that man like my old therapist like I couldn't connect with or they just this or that or whatever they were just so professional and not that not that I'm not professional I follow the code of ethics and everything (laughs) but but um, you're a real person but yeah I think that I think a, a lot of clients that I've had anyways just haven't had that experience in therapists and haven't been able to really talk and relate and and have someone hold their shadow if you will like you need someone that well if you don't feel do safe or connected yeah then it's hard that's to open key. up exactly. and talk about the most it doesn't matter how many certificates they have or how many yeah. <laughs> right like what letters are behind their name if you don't connect with them you're not gonna be able to get any work done yeah. it's, it's just gonna be it's not gonna be productive at all so what does hold their shadow mean um <laughs> that's just that's just a term that i use for i mean the clients need to feel need to feel safe with you and need to feel that that you can that you can hold what they have so their their trauma or I have clients that are like afraid to swear and I'm like you can do whatever the hell you want in here right it's just they need to be able to know that that they can trust you and that you can hold whatever traumatic thing they're going through like the dark parts yeah exactly or, okay, exactly hmm, yeah that's really cool I like that phrase yeah I so. like you, Janae. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. You should come to our Trader Joe's party so you can start loving Trader Joe's like yeah, oh, we do. Well, I need to. Yeah, I but, think you're invited. But we'll I feel like it's been hyped up so much that now I'm That's not true. going to You need to go with someone it. that knows the way. <laughs> that knows the Trader Joe's yes. way. Because <laughs> if you go by yourself, you'll be like, it's I don't know what I'm doing. I'm leaving. It's overwhelming. overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Is it all treats then? No. No, there's real food. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just like sugar. But that's not the point. Do you like sugar? Are you like yeah. a sugar or a savory person? Um, both. Because they have both. Not even an ending, like a middle. Yeah, yeah. It's she's still going, ongoing process. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. If you have a story to share, we'd love to hear it. It doesn't have to be that crazy of a story to have a story worthy of sharing. If you can share these episodes with people you think would be helpful to, I think that would be great. Amy, do you think that'd yep. be great? We love learning and talking. Yeah, we really with don't. people to see where they're coming from. I was going to say, we don't care who, who you are. I do care who you are, but I don't, you don't have to be something special. You don't have to have like letters behind your name. You don't have to have some crazy story to have something that other people can learn from, from learn you. From. Yeah. Learn from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I got you, girl. So let us know or point out your friend. Yep. Send them our way at, on Instagram at a.brave.space.podcast. Like, follow, subscribe share share you know those things i think the things that help the most are subscribing on the venue you listen to 
Which I think is only Apple iTunes. Maybe it is. I mean, Apple Podcasts. So subscribe. If you can leave a review, that'd be awesome. And sharing on your story because that's where people usually actually follow links. Yep. So we'd really appreciate that because we're enjoying this and loving it. And we want others to hopefully learn and enjoy it as well.